The Young and the Monstrous, a story of kids just trying to get out of high school and keep their monsters within. Episode 11, Flaming Findings. Maybe she's got like a matches or something. And she like lights mm. one of these matches like in front of her and just stares into the, the fire and she's going to try to uh, to use her her powers to to ask a question to make sure uh, it's about this disease specifically. If that yeah. jives for you. Yeah, it seems like you're gazing into the abyss, if you will. Absolutely. All right, so, go ahead and roll plus dark. Yeah, the thing I'm looking for is um, how... So, yeah, to give some more background here is... I think, especially when Brenna first started having this uh, hair loss thing, she's like, oh, this was the hex I gave to the, the substitute teacher that was so mean to Kyle when he died, the same day he died. So great. Uh, more more deserving people are getting this disease, but not not Shimonier. So she's going to try to see how she can protect Shimonier from this, this curse. Sure. In, in, the, in defense of Mr. Euripides, I'll say he is a full-time staff member at Springwood High School. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. It's okay. It was the detention that he was, right? Yeah, he just happens to be the detention. All right, pretty good. Um, 9, 10, 11. Awesome. Very good. Um, you listen to the crackling of the flame, and even though it's, it's a fucking match, the amount of noise a match makes when it burns is very minimal um but for whatever reason we get an extra super strong microphone and we hear every little piece of everything in this match as it's burning and crackling and we go back to your ritual that you did in your backyard and how it involved a fire i think a candle specifically mm -hmm. and we see that same thing and we hear the crackling of that candle we hear the rustling of the breeze and we hear whatever you were burning kind of ceremonially. Um, did you have to burn Mr. Euripides's artifact or whatever? Um, maybe, yeah, I his, don't have one. His notebook or something? Cause, yeah, because you did have something from him. So yeah, that's you, what I'm you saying. Took something I probably missed it. Okay, so did what part of the ritual we'll say was that you had to burn it. So yeah. maybe that was a louder burning um, I forget what the did item it, was. Did I make so it like? Hopefully, hopefully. I think. Yeah, I think it was a notebook I stole from him. Like, okay, I've sold two notebooks, I believe now. And that, I yes. think the fire changed color or something, wasn't it? Like a. Yes. Okay. There we go. So exactly you're burning this note. You're burning this notebook. So there's more sound to that. That's a much louder noise, and you hear mm -hmm. yourself, kind of, like citing or citing reciting like the words to a spell that are kind of standard form and then when it gets to the portion of the spell where you essentially are saying the part where you want to say it you notice that the way that you say this is not what you had thought you had said mm. that you ended up casting a bigger spell and you cast it on not Mr. Euripides for insulting Kyle but on the wording was ever was weird enough that in the word, world of magic it basically creates a chain effect that Mr. Euripides was the first one because that's who you were thinking of who insulted Kyle and it was anybody else who insulted him or anybody else who insulted the other people affected by this spell <laughs> mm. Oops. So this ends up being way bigger, and this is how the world ends. Yeah. Well, but, but also to well, that hair, same hair point. products. <laughs> right. Well, to that same point, though, this isn't only a spell. This is a wasting spell. This is more than just the person's hair falls out. Like this is also like, let me find the. Yes. Find the witch their here. their hair teeth. You just ice kind the whole together. school. So, um, yeah, it's usually their hair or their teeth or this. And so we're, we're sticking with hair for this, but also like the people are getting like 
having like other symptoms of like sickness and that kind of stuff. So like this this isn't you don't think this is life threatening to people who are healthy. There's a caveat, but it is going to be a thing that seriously disrupts the lives of a lot of people unless something is done about it. And if anyone says anything negative, you know, like a lot saying, hey, Briffany looks like a bald ass Mr. Clean, except not pumped. Oh, you didn't hear that. Um, but we, uh, but like that kind of a thing, um, then in that case, they're going to be affected. Mm. Oh boy. So, plus also just the mental issue of like, hey, my hair fell out. I now I have to go to the doctor to figure out why the fuck did all my hair fall out in a day? Yeah. I have to assume I have some kind of horrible disease. I'm going to be spending hundreds of dollars on tests and be out of work or school or whatever it is. And again, they had to combine two classes that should have been 40 kids and there's 13. So there's a lot of people absent. Yeah, and of course, to Celine's mind, that doesn't matter. But Shimonye, oh no. Uh, can she think of a time when she insulted, like Shimonye insulted somebody? Oh, Shimonye explicitly did. Um, yeah. Oh, but she she went right to the source of it. She just uh, she called Kyle. She called Kyle a real slut. Mm. Like after, like she talked about that, like rumor about like Shri and Kyle were involved, and you were like, I don't know, maybe he was involved with Emily too. And and I think Shimonia was like, yeah, Kyle was a real slut. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe she didn't mean it. Maybe it was just a joke, but it seems to have happened. Mm. It seems to have had the effect. And, and good. I was going to say, and there's no way I can think to uh, like protect her, reverse that. Right. <clears throat> right. Um, first time. Oh man! Oh geez! I am a right? teen again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Back to me. Where's my Clearasil? Uh, uh, I'm gonna say that you're trying to figure this out and you're looking into this flame. What would be the worst thing that could happen to you in this situation right now? Or, uh, oh, let me let me tell you what I think should go on here. Yeah. And I think that that could, uh, and then we can see if this would require this role. Um, I think as you're staring into this and staring into this, the match just burns down and burns your finger. Mm. Uh, you take two harm, uh, ah. aggravated because it's fire. <laughs> um, you, 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 the match would burn down and you'd burn your finger. And of course, because it's a show and it needs to be dramatic, you would of course drop it into the garbage can full of paper towels. Oh God. Um, and accidentally start what would be the second fire in two weeks at this school. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I, well, don't want that to happen for sure. So I guess you'll try and stop that. Okay. Is this a keep your cool role or is this something else? Because um, keep your cool in this game, it's not. It's less like defy danger, where it's like this thing's going to happen and it's dangerous to you or bad to you in some kind of way. How to avoid it? It's it specifically says. Oh, excuse me, Urban. When you keep your cool and act despite fear, name what you're afraid of and roll with cold. So that's one option. Another option would be that just happens and you have to run away. Yeah, uh, you're, and what's the question you're asking me? Which one I want to use? Which one do you think, as a person who's played this game more than I have, um, do you think would be more appropriate to that? Because I think it could be interesting if there is a fire and then there's the smoke detectors go off and then we have to deal with that and we have everybody moving around and that kind of thing. Um, or if there is a fire and you have to maybe be like, I don't know what happened in there. That, that's crazy mm -hmm. that that happened. Slash that the school, which is already on edge about a fire that destroyed a large portion of the library. Um, 
is like, hey, there was another fire. Gotcha. Okay, so I think the more interesting thing for me would be um, keeping her cool because I think she's actually way less afraid of starting a bathroom fire and way more afraid of someone coming into this bathroom and witnessing her like being weird and putting out a fire because she would the embarrassment would be worse to her than oh oops another wing of this terrible school got burned down fuck that does that make sense okay yes I got gotcha. you roll with cold give us cold. a cold roll my favorite candy. Rolled, rolled gold pretzel. <laughs> oh well, that's bad. Um, yeah, it's a four then. So I do get the experience. Oh, that's a stinker. <laughs> we got a stinker on our hands. <laughs> Stink eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you hear like. I'm sorry, it's a shock jock show now. Uh, toilet flushes. Oh, no, fuck you. A toilet does flush. You weren't alone in this bathroom. Oh, there you um, go. You made it work. And, yes. And, um, yeah, a toilet does flush. You were not alone in this bathroom. And as you kind of come to this realization and you burn your finger, there was somebody, like, standing behind you. And, um... Uh, and then are they witnessing me like stomp on this fire or something? Oh, I think I'm going to go really, really bad with, with That's this. Fair. Um, I think it does end up going into the thing where like this fire does occur though. It's mm. accidental. Um, mm. Yeah. And this person. Okay. My go-to person for this was gonna be Brennifer. I think she's out there. Just because I think I think that character's just so funny. But she is one of the people who is sick. I was gonna have her come back in a little bit. But I Um I'm trying to think of another character we could have. Oh, it's um We saw that sheet of them, right? Yes. Her name is it's like Ashley St. Clair. Oh yeah. The girl whose party it was that you guys went to. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So popular girl. Yes. She is the girlfriend of Keith Batari. I can't find her on here. And then I suddenly get into Dungeon World <laughs> notes. Um, I got to organize this shit. But yeah, Ashley St. Clair, I'm fairly positive, is her name. Okay, well, well, we'll go with that. It's Ashley St. Clair. And she's like, she's like, oh my God, there's a fire. What are you, what were you, what, what, what were you, what were you doing? And um, yeah, this, this, it's not a raging inferno, but there's a bunch of smoke that comes out of the, the, the wastebasket. Smoke sounds like a bell. It, yeah, it does. That, that's well, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I think she's going to absolutely lie and just like, uh, I just got here. It was like that when I got here. Oh my god. Uh, what do, I, what do we do? What's that? What do we do? I think Ashley's response is Ashley just like, like leaves the bath. Like she's just gonna like quickly like leave the bathroom. <laughs> it's funny. I was I was gonna yeah. run away too, but I guess I can't. Now. Yes. Um, no, the two of you can. <laughs> right. But yeah, she um, she's just gonna run. She runs out, out and um, out of the bathroom. Yeah, you're w welcome to also do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's. I don't. I can't. I don't think she can do anything. So she'll she'll just pull a fire alarm or something. Okay, that is what you do. Okay, so you mm -hmm. go outside. You pull a fire alarm, um, and yeah, when Ooh, you get out there, uh, you she. Um. Hmm. Oh no! You said it was in the. Never mind. Keep going. Sorry. You don't see Ashley um, out there when you when you get out and you pull the fire alarm, and pretty soon afterwards, um, students start 
shuffling out in a evacuation procedure mm -hmm. and everybody's standing around. So now everybody is in their homeroom groups and uh, the substitute teacher is trying to make sure that all 13 of these kids are where they're supposed to be and she doesn't know who you guys are. So that's difficult for her um, as she's trying to figure out like, are, did all of these kids make it out of this thing? The fire department shows up in a little while, but yeah, you guys are all milling around outside and can easily find one another. It's, it is not difficult. You're outside. It's like a crisp, it's a crisp day. It's probably like early November. So it's upstate New York. Everybody, um, maybe not Celine. Everybody else grabbed their jackets. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a crisp day. But it's not bad. Global warming. It's seventy degrees. I'm just going to keep describing the proceedings going on. If you guys want to do anything with one another or find another character, you're more than welcome to. I have a question. I have an answer, but they don't match up. I'm sorry, Kate. <sighs> Damn. All right. So apparently there is at the very least a rumor going around that Emily and Kyle weren't together. Mm -hmm. How there is definitely of this is Emily at this point in time? Like, does, does she notice people are kind of treating her weird or? Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and say, unless you probably are very unaware of it because that rumor got brought up to Renato at the party. It has been circulated among other people. Yeah, I'd say you wouldn't be too aware of it unless you have some kind of move to like give you this kind of info. Um, I was thinking, uh, okay, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, finish your thought. Oh, I was just thinking that I could probably incite something by standing there crying and saying, oh, this is just like when Kyle died. All right, I've got something. I've got a way for you to find out about this rumor. This will work great for both all of right. us. Sounds so good. we're, yeah, this we're is all as, as you guys around. are standing outside. Yeah, you're like in the parking lot. And there's somebody who's like, I'm just going to go to my car. And they're like, stay over here, so-and-so. God. High schoolers with cars. It's unnatural, I say. Um, all right, so we're all milling around. Is Selena here, too? Um, let's say at first, no, and later, yes. Okay. So, so she so can come in. milling around outside. After and, the start uh, of whatever we do. We're all milling around outside. And, I'm uh, sorry, Carl. I'm going to interrupt you one more time. I'm going to rephrase that. Celine's the one who pulled the fire alarm. She is absolutely one of the first people out. She wasn't right, even in a classroom sense. to blah, blah, blah. So, yes, she is. Okay. Yeah. She actually has, like, set up a tent and everything. It's like, where were you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, we're all milling around outside, and then Renato will once again catch uh, Emily's eye. And then just like when Emily first entered the room and homeroom and he looked at her and was like about to say something but then like forgot what it was but he has that exact same expression again except this time he's like he like snaps his fingers he like makes a beeline over to emily and he says to her i heard you were faking it with kyle emily turns to him her makeup is streaming down her face and she's like what and he says you heard me. Were you? You were. Were you into Kyle at all? Was that all real? Emily straight up slaps him across the face and says, <laughs> "How dare Amazing. you question my love for my boyfriend, who just died, by the way?" And like when you slap him, like he kind of looks like reset almost, where he's like, "Whoa." And then, like he, he turns back to you, and like he has a much less severe expression on his face. He's like, "But I, I'm sorry. I just heard, I who, Sheree, who told him this, Austin? It was Sheree. But before Shri we get to that, hold on one second. That really sounds like you're shutting someone down. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Not lash out physically? I don't think she's trying to really, really harm him. Like, I think lash out physically would be like if she's like, that's it. We're meeting at the flagpole. I'm going to kick your ass, Renato. Unless, Emily, is your is your goal there to for him to shut up, or is your goal there to hurt him? Yes, but I know that doesn't help with the question. I I, I know which which of those go. which of those is more the which of those is I more. Think I, what I just want him to shut up. I think, okay, that's anything. what I thought as well. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then in that case, could you roll two d six plus cold? Six. Six. Oh. So. Yeah, she. So, this. Ky, uh, Kyle. Carl. Oh, that's a hard one. Carl, you do not have to amend how you behaved or reacted in any way, but you, you do not inherently have to be shut down or do any of those things. Also, some bad things can happen, and we'll get to those later. Okay, so Ronaldo will continue, and like after you slap him, he like looks back to you, and he looks like less, much less severe, and he's like, "I'm sorry, but Shree, Shree told me that that she and Kyle." And he looks looks really confused, and he says, "Shree and Kyle," but that doesn't sound right. But she said it wasn't you. She said you were. She said you were lying. Did you that you didn't care about Kyle? And he looks really hurt. I'm gonna ask you something, uh, Kate. So as the mortal, one of the things that defines you as the mortal is that you always are in love. You're always in love. You're a real hopeless romantic. You have a true love all the time. You always have exactly one love. But if Kyle is not that person, because theoretically it's he's Renato. dead. Is it Renato? It's Renato. Okay. All right. So I say, I'm still really upset that he would question the love that I have for Kyle. However, um, I say something along the lines of, you're an idiot. Can't you see what's right in front of you? All right. And in that case, since we've now made it official, Renato gets a string on Emily. Okay. And Emily, according to this, it says you always carry one forward to earning your lover's heart or fancy, which is very vague. So abuse that. <laughs> what was it again? Uh, so Renato gets a string on you, and then you, Emily, always get one, like a plus one, to roles that involve you earning your lover's heart or fancy. Okay. And yes, I also don't know what that means. We'll have to figure that out as we go. I suppose if um, it means if I wanted to seduce him, I would get an extra. Yeah. Our father, who aren't with too much money. How you be driving today? You'll be driving in style like Gantley Subaru, where we're celebrating Easter. By Kingdom, come on down to check out our great deals on 2023 Crosstrex, Outbacks, and Foresters. With no money down deals Easter, Christ may have risen, but our prices have never been lower. We're putting the good back in Good Friday. <laughs> I am Dark One. I am here for the souls of the greedy. Gantley Subaru? Oh, shucks. You guys are practically giving these cars away. I must have holes in my hands to be letting this money slip through my fingers with APR this low. Trade-ins too? A doubting Thomas, huh? 
Just come on down and see these deals. Water into wine? How about nothing below Kelly Blue Book value? Unclean! Unclean! Those dirty deals that other dealers offer, that is. With Gantley, what you see is what you get. While you're kneeling at the cross, be sure that you come here and don't get fleeced across the street. Out, moneylenders! Out of my temple! Wait. These deals from Gantley are amazing! I'm Bill Gantley, and if you find a better deal anywhere, I'll take my 39 lashes, because the only whipping here is us whipping the competition. Gantley Subaru, located on Highway 347, across from the megachurch where that militia group accidentally killed themselves because they thought it was the second Y2K. By kingdom come, this deal be done at Gantley Subaru as it is in heaven. Oh, I think this is when things this is when things turn bad. And by the way, since we've been having so much trouble scheduling, I'm going to turn up a lot of this crap and just really kick things into gear. Um, whereas I where I might be hesitant in other capacities and some of this might get crazier than it needs to be. But I'm going to focus on at least the team drama stuff for a minute or two. This is when who comes up, but you hear like. Like. Those two were never a real thing. And if you look over, it's Shree, and she's saying this loud enough for a lot of people to hear. She is not screaming this, but she, this is not a private conversation between Emily and her or Renato and her. This is a conversation that involves the, the larger area of people. And she says, don't let her fool you with that. I mean, look at how she looks at you. She thinks she's in love with anybody she sees. Those two weren't involved. I know how Kyle and I were together. I know how Kyle looked at me, and I know what I felt for him. And this, you two can do whatever the two of you want. But Renato, this is exactly what I said. And so she's just, um, Shri is just doubling down on that, on that uh, assertion that she and Kyle were were together and that this is Emily's full of shit. And she'll say that, like, like she's full of shit. Emily says, who the hell are you? I spent all my time with Kyle. I would know if he was seeing someone else. And if he was going to be seeing anyone, it definitely wouldn't be you. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a neighborhood dog showed up and kids are like, oh, this dog's barking. Um, yeah. But so I think she's like, she's like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure this crazy bitch is seeing a lot of things. But you and Kyle were not together. I don't know what you thought was going on in your head, but heads up, Renato, safety warning. She's not there. And Emily goes, you want to call me crazy? Do you want to see crazy? And can I do something to the effect of intimidating her or just slap a bitch? I don't know. Sure. I mean, you, you have a few options. Uh, <laughs> you can. We have established that lash out physically is a move. Is an option, yeah. So if you want to just hurt this person, you can lash out physically. If you want to just be like, hey, you need to shut up, you can also just shut her down as well. Um, you can run away. You could, if you have a string on her, or if there are any conditions that might be important to that person, you can affect that. Or do you have any ways to like coerce another person to do like fight for you? That's another. Oh option. yeah, if you have a mortal, um, another mortal role. Mortal move. Um, what are your mortal moves? Yeah, the, uh, the two I chose, I'm not really sure fit into this situation. I picked sympathy as my weapon and excuses are my armor. And okay. I will pull up exactly what those mean in two seconds. Yeah, I see them. Yeah, they wouldn't really apply here. Huh. I was going to try to use the excuses are my armor and just blatantly ignore the fact that Kyle was dead, but I didn't want to go that delusional, so. Um, yeah. I guess I could completely flip the script here and just, like, 
go like completely like two faced. And I go from screaming at her to just going, uh, use sympathy as my weapon. Every time you forgive someone for hurting you and excuse their base nature, you're going to string on them. Okay. You can do that. So I say, we've all been through a really hard time and it's very obvious that you're emotional and I forgive you for lashing out. I know this is hard. I especially understand given how close Kyle and I were. All right. So that means that you get a string on Shri. Uh, you can use that right away if you want to tempt them to do what you want. Um, um, I would, yeah, I think I would like to, or do. can I tempt her to change her mind in any way? To like maybe back off on this whole she was with Kyle thing? Sure. Alternatively, um, you could if like a more mechanical way to do it would be like give them a condition and that condition being like ashamed or like insecure or something like that. Oh, okay. I'm just that's saying another that's an option. option. Yeah, I, yeah. I like Either that of those work. better. Okay, then let me go with the condition. I'm going to write ashamed. And if you think of a better one, I think kind of the, the mood of the crowd like that's around you, the like a uh, dozen people or so that are listening to this, they kind of seem to accept the narrative that Emily is, is, is throwing out there about this and uh, that Shri should feel ashamed of at least how she's dealing with this. I think the crowd doesn't necessarily know what's true or not, but like, like, Oh, Shri, like this was not the way to handle it. That like, you're like a super just insensitive person. Does that work as a condition that this person is just very insensitive or does that not, that seems like weak sauce based on the face that Kate made. Um, I am trying not to cuss my way off this show here. Um, it's okay. But I could just see teenagers thinking she's being a bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah I'll write that. Being a bitch. I will say I've used the word bitch in this so much more than I ever use it in my regular life or in any of the other games we have played. Just because trying to be like kids. Um sense yeah uh anyway but so yeah at least the crowd has definitely like accepted emily's narrative with this of like looking at shri and being like oh yeah she's being she's being a real bitch she should be ashamed we'll have that like oh this is like like if they were older it'd be like this is very unbecoming behavior um apparently if they're also high they're fraser um <laughs> Could we call yeah. the condition yikes? Yikes. I'll write that down too. Yikes. You. A word I use a word I do use regularly in my uh um I think I use that when Lauren showed those pictures of all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh so ooh. I think that she's going to. So you've got this string. And I'm sorry, did you say you're going to attempt, you're going to use it? Oh, no, you used it to give her a condition. So yes. since you used, her to, used it to give her a condition, I think at least for now, she's going to kind of double down. Don't you act all high and mighty, you bitch. Like, you don't, you don't get to tell me what's going on. I see how you look at everybody. Like you're just, you're just a manipulative slut. And I think, uh, I think Shri is going to attack you physically. So, um, right. in this case, you are welcome to try to get away from this situation or, or further. And there's a, dog, and there's a dog that's like, yeah, fuck, fuck each yeah. other up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you're 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 able to either run away to get out of the situation or like fight back by lashing out physically. 
can I play on the sympathy of others and just kind of fall like a delicate flower into Renato's arms? My whole plan is to make Shree look as crazy as possible. Huh. Could that be then keeping your cool? And like, oh, even if I have to get like a little bit hurt, if I keep my cool and just do this, then everyone else will think this person's crazy. Yeah, I could buy that. David, you think that works? Um, I don't know. Uh, looking at the the results of that, I think I think if I were you, I I do harm as established, and then like maybe shut someone down because it seems like um, Emily is kind of trying to be manipulative, like okay. Uh, like, oh, of course you can hurt me. Oh, no. But the real reason is like, oh, I'm shutting you down. Like, what are you going to, like, you're just an asshole, like, fighting somebody that's not fighting back, kind of, is how I was interpreting it. But I don't know. Yeah. Basically, I want to make her look like she's this crazy girl attacking, like, this person who's mourning. Yeah. I think that's, I think that sounds good. So, um, where is it on your character sheet? So go ahead and mark one harm or just jot down that you have one harm um, and you can tell me what this looks like based on um, your role, but you are going to be harmed just one, but then go ahead and make your uh, plus cold, cold roll your rolled gold pretzels. I nine. I nine. So on a seven to nine, choose one from below, but, um Ooh. Ooh, actually though are you um what was the condition again wasn't it like like a bitch or something shame yeah uh, a bitch yeah. or yikes. yeah so oh this would probably, would probably give it a plus one right i would assume it probably would yeah absolutely because it goes with exactly what you're saying about her so yeah okay, so that so kicks that to a 10 so on a 10 you choose one of those from below she already has a condition right i mean she can get another condition Stack conditions on her. I guess I could just put another condition on her that she's. I've I've made her look crazy. I've I've made her look completely out of her mind. Right. Uh, alternatively, you could gain a string on her and then use it to get her to do whatever. It's up to you, though. Oh, just just like a suggestion. Would a condition be something that's like, uh, oh, the teachers think you're dangerous and they want to like suspend you or something like that? I mean, we could say dangerous, and that could help to lead to that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's stick a, another condition on her. You say like dangerous or um, violent. volatile. Volatile. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's um, so. Kate. How does this scene look? So you're going to tell me how she hurts you physically and then how the rest of this goes down. Uh, she comes at me with nails and just like starts scratching at me. Scratches my face and I fall backwards into Kyle's arms or excuse me, Renato's arms. All right. And how does everybody and the crowd just responds of like, whoa, do they try to pull you guys apart or pull her away from you? Yes. At least one or okay. two people like grab her and are like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what goes on. You get all these. There's there's a bunch of other kids who rush over to see like, what the fuck's happening? Whoa, look at this. Yeah. Whoa. And then a few people pull, especially when you just kind of flop over or fall over. Other people try to pull her somewhat away until um, or one of the teachers comes by with Officer, I think, Perez, uh, who's like the school resource officer, like the school cop. And is like, um, like you, like basically pulls her like aside and sends her over with one of the administrators. Um, but then, and we'll take a break for a minute, but then she says, 
Um, she's like, and she has, she's played by Rosie Perez. Um, so I'm not going to try to do quite the accent of Rosie Perez, but she has like that thick kind of New York accent. And, um, she's like, she's like, are you okay, kid? Emily's just weeping and clinging to Renato. And she says, I don't understand. I haven't done anything to her. She just attacked me. Come on, get over here. And um, at this point, like the fire department has shown up and some firemen have gone in to deal with whatever. It wasn't going to be a fire that was going to really destroy much of anything. It was going to be fine. It probably just set off. It would have set off smoke alarms if the fire alarm hadn't been pulled. Um, so the fire department is definitely there. And those guys who also act as like, what's the term? Not an EMT. A param they're, since they're also paramedics, that's the term. Um, they kind of like look you over just to make sure you're fine. And it's very, very perfunctory. They're like, yeah, you're, you're okay. Um, but soon afterwards, once they say like, she's fine. Then officer Perez says like, like, all right, we're going to have to talk to you over here to Emily and Celine. If you have followed along, and Renato as well. Um, she's talking to all three of you. And she's like, oh, we have to have a conversation. We're all being sort of called over to like the 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 school. What, what What's her title? Like the camp, like campus she's security? The, I'm not sure if in New York they would have a different thing. She's, a, she's the school resource officer. So despite what Shimonia had said about, about her, she is actually a real cop. She's just the cop assigned to this school to help out with doing shit cop stuff at this school. Um, so she's not like a security guard. She's an actual cop. She has a badge. She has a gun. She can arrest people. Okay. That kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're all being called over to the school resource officer to explain what just happened in, in the schoolyard. Uh, but before that happens, though, like Renato, when he was like um, serving as the shield in Emily's like ploy, like he'll look down at her and like he has he's like has the same look on his face now that like he was starting to get with Lilith towards the end, like the last session where he's like, oh, wait a minute. Like, who's this girl? Just wanted to establish that going forward. Absolutely. By the way, drink's not terrible. Nice. It's not great, it close but to not terrible. No, this is not. <laughs> Whatever this is, it is it isn't that. Um, so it's weird. All right. So again, just to recap, once the paramedics had made sure that Emily doesn't have like a concussion or she's not really hurt too bad, she's got scratches on her face, and maybe they give you like a couple band-aids, which is always an embarrassing thing to have 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 to have band-aids on your face. Um but once they're basically like, hey, kid, just put some Neosporin on it. You'll be fine. And they've kind of, you see some of the, like the firefighters coming in or, or coming out of the school, having clearly handled whatever. Um, Celine, you know exactly what they had handled. Um could be anything. Or do or do <laughs> I? Uh, um, and the officer yeah. called the three of us specifically? Yeah, Officer Perez has called you over. But she doesn't have you go into like an office. She just calls you off to the side where she can talk to the three of you on your own. Um, and she'll say like like and she has again a thick a pretty thick new york accent she sounds like rosie perez um and she's like she'll say this is the second fire that the school's had in two weeks the two of you were there when the first fire occurred and she kind of points to Emily and Celine. 
She goes, you weren't the only ones, but the two of you were there then. And we just had another one right now. Is there anything you want to tell me about this that I need to know? I think Celine just looks around, not volunteering any information. Emily's just kind of silently still crying, and she just shakes her head. Renato will like pipe up and say, Hey, Emily was just attacked, all right? She had nothing to do with this. Leave her alone. And he like go to like put his arm around her again. Emily kind of smiles a little bit. Yeah, I'm ignoring uh I'm ignoring for now, and I'll let the school handle that stuff about the the fight, the little cat fight that you two was in. That's that's not a big deal. You look fine. You got some band-aids. The big fireman over there, the hunky fireman over there helped you out. You'll be okay. But if this school is going to keep having a bunch of fires every week, that's going to be a big problem. And the last one that happened, one of your classmates died. You didn't want to tell Mr. Morganhouse about what Emily happened. cuts her off and just bursts into tears, sobbing. Um, I think Officer Perez takes like a beat for a second and pauses. And then directs more of this at Celine, but kind of keeps going. Um, and she'll say, like, whatever you can tell me can make sure that you guys don't get in any kind of trouble for whatever fight or this or whatever Mr. Morganhouse is asking about. Because if he's breathing down my neck, if I can make sure you guys are okay, that'll at least help a little bit. Celine's like, well, I was in a in a fight, and I don't know anything that happened. That sounds like a you problem. Kid, if I got to talk to you, that's a you problem. Kyle's death. She's upset about it. What do you know? What happened? I already told you, I wasn't even there. I just saw it afterward. And Renato will like jump in here and say... <clears throat> Um, Kyle, he'll say that and he'll pause as if like he he also is trying to remember what he was going to say. And he'll like look like off into space a bit confused. And then he'll come back, step back, and we see like Kyle was brave. Kyle wasn't afraid. Kyle saved that guy. You know, like look really confident. Like now he's like like yeah, he saved that guy. Why doesn't anybody talk about that? Did anybody see that? Did Mr. Morganhouse see that? Mr. Morganhouse wants to know about what went on. And again, I want to know what went on because we had a fire in which one of the students here died. And yes, um, I think she doesn't call you by your name. She just says yes and just points at you. You were there. And so were you. And she points at Emily. And she to says, Renato? No, to Emily. Uh -oh. I know it sounds like Renato. Um, but, oh, wait. But did, no, she, did she point at Renato too? At Celine. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I apologize. Got it. I see, yeah, I she points at Celine. She doesn't say, she doesn't say Celine. She doesn't say Miss Lancaster. She just says you and you. And she goes, We know you were. And we're going to pull the tapes from what happened with this fire, too. So, the more you can tell me about what happened that day, the day a person died, the more I can help if there's anything here or if there's any other problems, or I can help you with any kind of grief counseling that you need and get those resources to you, pointing to Emily, and make sure that you... And she points over to Renato, get mixed up in this whole business less. That would be better. But right now, the state is breathing down my neck to find this information. I'm trying to make sure, as the person who stays here each day, that you kids are safe. So, to keep you safe, if you tell me what went on, I can help you. 
So what happened? You said to Mr. Morganhouse that you didn't see Kyle die. Was that the case? Out of character, I genuinely don't remember if Emily was even there. Um, she I was think... there that day, but she didn't go in the library. She didn't. Okay. Yeah, you guys were there. I think you guys followed them, but at like behind. So I don't think either of you saw him actually die. If you guys don't have anything you want to tell her, I got something. Yeah. Now, Celine has a more complicated answer to that question because Celine okay. has seen Kyle die, but it was the initial time Kyle died. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think so. Your answer to that is more difficult. Mm. So your your answer to that is is not a yes or no answer. <laughs> But yeah, she's she's asking this question very firmly and saying, you told him you didn't see this. What is the answer? And she's being pretty forceful about this situation. Wait, did I say did I say last time that I saw him die, but I was really talking about the other time? That sounds familiar. I think that's what you did. Yeah, so I might just um, assuming that's the case, and if not, mm -hmm. I guess a retcon or changing it now um i might just say that just uh, uh i well i told him then i'll i saw him die okay great make me live it over a hundred times this is really fun do you know who started that fire because somebody started it that wasn't something that just happened and from what i talked to these guys about this it was the same thing difference is this was small shit that killed one of you kids. And again, she's being fairly insensitive about this and also like kind of swearing and also just talking to you kind of in the parking lot away from other people. So this is, um, I I, again, answer. you guys, you guys are you guys are kids, so some of this might not be easy to figure out. But this is definitely feels like a different conversation from the last one that you had when Ransom Morganhouse was in the room. Yeah, I think she, her aunt Celine's answer is just, uh, "I was in detention. How am I supposed to see any fire start? It was all the way in the library." All right, so as this conversation like keeps going on, like Renato will appear like more and more sort of distracted and agitated. And at this point, after Slink gets done saying that, Austin, can I uh, gaze into the abyss? Absolutely. How does this happen for young Renato? All right, so Renato's like hearing more and more about like like this officer's like, how did Kyle die? How did Kyle die? You guys were there. It was a terrible fire, a traumatic day. How did he die? And like he keeps saying like more and more like he's just like looking off in the distance, like his brows furrow, he's just like kinda out of it. It's not sure it's not really clear if he's even listening. And in his head, he sees whatever the results of this role are. That work? Okay. Yeah, that works. Roll the plus dark. And my dark is two, so ten. Damn. All right. Um, so, so what says, was when it? You gaze into the abyss. Name what you're looking for and roll on a ten up. The abyss mm -hmm. shows you lucid visions. All right. Well, what are you looking for? And you take for one here? forward to addressing them. Okay. So my question is, um, how did Kyle die? Like what happened? Like, like I want to see Kyle's death. Oh. Okay. So you almost get like a flashback, and I th I think you get it at first from Kyle's perspective. Perfect. That like a fire alarm goes off, you guys can smell smoke, you can hear a yell, and you rush forward, you rush toward um, the into the, the library, um, and you see that uh, the janitor 
who was trying to deal with this. It's more than he can kind of like handle. He thought this fire was something he could quickly handle and maybe like a bookcase had started to fall kind of on him. And Kyle rushes in to help him. Um, But Kyle rushes in in a way that is foolhardy is not enough. Suicidal is almost correct. But almost as if he feels what happens here won't matter. This isn't a big deal. And not just in the way that like youth often feels that, oh, I can do whatever. I'll get better. It'll be fine. This is is something different to that. Kyle wasn't rushing in thinking he'd be fine. Kyle was rushing in knowing he'd probably not be okay. Dot, dot, dot. But knowing that would be okay. Um, however, the thing that you get from there is you realize that this fire had been started by someone. It wasn't an accident. It was very much on purpose. So maybe Kyle like saw something as he was delving deeper into the library than anybody else, like to get to this guy. Um, I think, I think you almost see this from another perspective Mm -hmm. and you can tell that the thing that, um, the reason that this fire happened in this particular spot was to destroy certain documents. And of course the Mm -hmm. area where this happened was, um, in the area where the old yearbooks are stored almost as if someone wanted to destroy some of these records um, that would be there and the I'm just gonna I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask you a question which is how does Renato know Everett started that fire So the, the clue that I can throw out there is these yearbooks to maybe destroy some of this evidence in some kind of way. I don't think Eduardo even had that as a motivation. I think uh, he, he hadn't provided the information of why he was doing that. Um, but I'm going to throw out that that was something that was there that was involved. Um, so how is it that? How about? Um, and this, so this is supernatural out. inherently. That's fine. I think that even just if you were looking at it from Kyle's perspective, like he gets to like the origin of the fire and he sees like crumpled on the ground pages that look just like the pages that he saw in Everett's locker. Like they're the same font, they're the same border. They're from yearbooks from Everett's locker. And he like goes back and thinks about Everett's locker and they were like ripped out pages. Mm-hmm. So like the fire was started with materials from Everett's locker. Would that work? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the pages that... Um you had seen that were missing in some of the stuff Perfect. in Everett's locker. Right. It like fits with that. And you're like, wait. And so, yeah. So you, you get this and you kind of zap back in. Hold on. Can I ask you, can oh. I ask that one more thing here before this vision ends? Sure. So like my, the vision's question was what happened to Kyle, right? Like how did Kyle die? Mm-hmm. So like you see everything we described and like Kyle is in the flames. He's burnt up. Like he dies. And like the vision goes black, but then before the vision ends, like he sees one more thing, and that's him right. looking up and he sees the face of uh, Mr. Morgan House looking down at him, and mm-hmm. he's like in a different place. The Young and the Monstrous. A Monster Hearts actual play podcast from This American Dice. The Young and the Monstrous is Carl as Kyle the Ghoul, David as Celine the Witch, Eduardo as Everett the Ghost, Lauren as Lilith the Fae, Kate as Emily the Mortal, and Austin is your Game Master. Cover art is by Blair. Monster Hearts is a game by Avery Adler. The Young and the Monstrous airs here on This American Dice every Thursday, so don't forget to check us out each week. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Check out our Facebook group, The Whole Nine Yards, and let us know what you think. 
Every five-star review on iTunes will read on the air. Our intro and outro music, of course, is Deep State by Vans in Japan. Additional music for this episode includes Time is Running Out by Jeremy Corpus, Stoner Things by Pentinlo, with a little accent mark over the L at the end there, and Analog Cabin by Noir et Blanc V. Additional voices for this episode include Marisa and Blair. Now go lumberjacks! You're dark, oh boy, yeah. my dark set. I gotta pull out some, like, I got random sticky notes all over this desk from this game. Okay. Why are they sticky? That's good. Because you keep using my desk, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I... Sorry. Apparently someone in my neighborhood is moving barrels. Okay. Um, sorry, I live near Donkey Kong. For a second, I'm going to go grab another... Carl, what were you just doing down there? Uh... Yeah, this if this was a if this was a porno, Kate, good job for keeping a straight face. Um, but the, also, also the positioning, I'm curious about it. If you enjoyed that, you'd love the City Beautiful coming to the Orlando Fringe Fest and for this January. The City Beautiful is a live band burlesque musical starring Marisa, written by David and researched by Austin. It's a sexy, original musical all about the weird, queer, BIPOC, sometimes somber, but never boring history of Orlando, Florida. Tickets are on sale for January 11th and January 14th. Visit OrlandoFringe.com or find the link in the show notes. Why did they name it Orlando? Now go Lumberjacks!